This is a mic from J.K. Lee City Youth with the martial arts and more. This month, we are asking, what are you doing in 2021 to be your best self? Pilsang Amari, Mr. Robinson here. Well, that's a great question. Uh, I'd say what's helping me be my best self in 2021 is really two things. One is staying focused on the positive, and the other is staying focused on what I can and can't control. And, and with everything that happened in 2020 and, you know, still into 2021 some things, it's sometimes not easy to do either of those. And there are a lot of days when I had to deal with feelings like feeling sad or angry, scared, frustrated, worried, etc. But those were the days when it, it was the most important to force, to, you know, to make my attitude positive. Hi, Amari. This is Miss Marika. Thank you for your question. What I want to do to be my best self in 2021 is continue to be there for other people and give back to the community. But I also want to be there for myself because at the end of the day, you're left with yourself and how can you help others if you can't help yourself? Welcome to our podcast, Martial Arts and More. Our show is about how we can take what we learn as martial artists out into the world every day. We're looking for examples of our tenets. Courtesy, integrity, perseverance, self-control, and indomitable spirit in action. We are excited to welcome Master Miller to our third episode on our podcast. Could you tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, sure. I grew up in Pennsylvania. I moved here to Milwaukee in 1990. I was getting ready to test for my second degree at that time. Um, so if you do the math, you can tell that I... I, uh, I haven't tested very regularly. <laughs> um, so I've been with J.K. Lee's then for 30 years. And, always, and I start, when I first moved here, Grandmaster offered me a job and I managed the school uh, and taught with him uh, full time for like two years. And um, after that, I got into my field as a school psychologist working in the public school system at, in Milwaukee, but I always continued to um, work at the J.K. Lee Brookfield studio. Grandmaster Lee's always been very kind to me and always been very blessed to be able to have that position and still be there um, working part-time all these years. Wow. So you've been a martial artist for quite a while now. Could you describe how your journey has been? Well, it's been a lifetime journey. I was lucky that I found it as a child. Um, I'm not sure, Chloe, you probably started early too since you were born into it. <laughs> I started judo when I was nine. And then when Taekwondo and a studio opened up in my hometown, I was 11 years old. And then I switched to Taekwondo because I liked that better. Um, and uh, other than some years in graduate school where I was a little too busy. Other than that, I've pretty much been involved in Taekwondo and other various martial arts this entire time. Was there anything like specifically that drew you to Taekwondo or like martial artists, martial arts in general? Well, the younger people listening to this might not get the reference, but the parents will. Um, I used to watch the show Kung Fu uh, had David Carradine in it. It was a show back in the 70s and 80s. And uh, 
it's about the Shaolin monk who um, came to the West and would go around and uh, fight criminals and always had a heroic story. And uh, I was just so intrigued by it. And I was just always so drawn to the martial arts as a child. I don't know why, but I was. Um, so yeah, my, and luckily my parents were, uh, indulged my interest and they made sure I got to lessons and I soon started being at the studio six days a week. So now that like, once you moved here, how did you discover J.K. Lee's? I actually, um, sort of interviewed and went to all the different um, major martial arts schools in Milwaukee back in 1990. And uh, unbeknownst to them, I was sort of watching them, how they taught, how they interacted with students. And uh, unbeknownst to me, Grandmaster Lee was also watching me, <laughs> how I behaved, how I interacted with students. And um, after going to about five or six different martial arts schools in Milwaukee, I just felt Grandmaster Lee had incredible character. He really cared about his students. Um, he, he really cared about their health and well-being. I, I like that about him. He didn't just teach the physical skills and the sparring, which back then, a lot of the, the master instructors mostly just taught sparring. Um, the Grandmaster was all about the entire package of the martial arts and how it can be used to better oneself. And I liked how he treated people. I liked how, you know, he's just such a wonderful way, manner with his, with his wife, Samonim, and with the students. And I just felt like he was a master instructor that I respected. So I stayed at J.K. Lee's and I'm glad I did. Right, and that just kind of to add on to that, that's kind of like how um, we value the tenants in Taekwondo. And how do you think the tenants themselves have been important for your journey? Yes, um, they've been very important. Um, courtesy, integrity, perseverance, self-control, and Donald spirit. It's um, been drilled into me as a young child. <laughs> and I think it's really important in life to have a rudder, to have some steering mechanism. and the tenets in Taekwondo is, is just something that really um, guides my life and can guide, guide young people's lives when they get involved in Taekwondo. It gives them a direction, like kind of a, just a, an anchor uh, for your life. So when you're lost or when you're confused or when you're um, going through difficult challenges, um, it's something you come back to, like you know that you have this now embedded in you these tenets the courtesy the kindness the all those the things that go along with those tenets um you've instilled them in yourself woven them into your being and it helps you deal with life's ups and downs right and tenets don't just apply to taekwondo like it applies to like your whole life and recently now that it's a new year um people have been making new year's resolutions how have yours been going and like um how you've been trying to keep them? Oh, that's a good question. You know, I think that gets back to that perseverance um, because we all fall off the wagon, so to speak, in terms of um, we'll do well for a while and then we may um, get distracted by other things in life. Um, but 
I think having a daily practice is so important. So I'm getting back on track because even, even me as a master instructor, sometimes we get off track too. So I've gotten back to um, a daily practice with my, with my martial arts and, and getting back into good conditioning shape, but also um, meditation and some other things to, um, you know, because it's important to have resolutions that help you grow as a person. Uh, it's not just the physical skills. Right. And it kind of just leads into being your best self, right? Like New Year's resolutions are about making you a better person. Um, how do you think like that applies to you? Yes, definitely. Um, we always have room to grow uh, because life's always going to throw you obstacles. And if you can learn to look at the obstacles as learning experiences and not something that takes you off of your path, um, you can always continue to grow as a person. Did that answer your question? I'm trying to think what, how you worded it. You worded it well. Yeah, I asked um, how being your best self was related to like the New Year's resolutions. Yes, best self. Yes. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think it's also important just like the tenets and your own journey. Like how would being a master like change your own life? Well, it's an incredible sense of um, responsibility. Um, <clears throat> You know, once you're a master instructor, you are expected to behave in a certain way. <coughs> um, like I alluded to earlier, it's not just about the physical skills, but as you progress in your black belt journey, it's also about how you handle your emotions. Um, not that... It, Emotions that come up are bad because they're not, but it's how we handle them that um, is important. And so as a master instructor uh, or a master in the martial arts, uh, it gets far beyond kicking and punching. And it's more about how do you relate to people? How, how do you handle yourself in the world? How do you handle the obstacles that come your way? How do you handle your mental well-being um are are you really practicing and have that equilibrium of a, a master martial artist or are you being pulled one way and another with uh thoughts that torment you or emotions that afflict you so as a master hopefully you've not only worked on your physical skills um, but did you really worked on um having a, a strong equilibrium with the way you relate to others and peace, an internal peace with your, with your mental and emotional well-being as well. Yeah, I think that's really important. And like, as you mentioned, like balancing Taekwondo and the rest of your life, how have you applied like the tenets and what you've learned from Taekwondo to your, your um, career and other aspects of your life? Mm, yeah, it's been very important in my career. I'm, Lucky that I, I'm a school psychologist and I just feel so lucky to have this as my career because I work with young people um, and young people are so interested and intrigued by the martial arts. So I try to apply, I give them examples all the time. I go in and do classroom presentations 
um, a lot of times on mindfulness. And I will bring in examples from the martial arts when I'm working with the kids in the public schools. And uh, they're just riveted by the lessons that the martial arts um, provide. Right. And it's really important just to like learn from lessons in Taekwondo in your own life and just apply that to other things. Has yeah. there been anything specifically that you've learned in your own journey? Regarding the tenants, regarding martial arts in general, or? Um, specifically regarding you being a master. Mm -hmm. I think it, <clears throat> like you hit on it earlier when you mentioned that being your best self, uh, the martial arts is a journey to refining yourself. It's like, um, you know, a rough stone becoming a polished gem. It takes, it doesn't happen magically overnight. You don't just become a black belt and then all of a sudden all your problems go away and you become an incredible martial artist. It doesn't work like that. It's the daily practice. It's putting in the hard work physically and it's also the lessons you learn along the way. And, you know, when you're in that dojang and you're competing with other people and competing against yourself, you learn a lot of lessons. And so it helps refine you not only with your physical skills, but like I said earlier, your, your emotional and, and mental um, well-being as well. Right. And it's also just about like overcoming obstacles in your own life and facing them and like overcoming them. So how have you done this in Taekwondo or um, personal life? Well, that's a good question. Uh, not to self-indulge, I mean, um, self, what's the word I'm looking for? Self-disclose too much, but uh, we all have obstacles that come up. And one for me has been um, some challenges, uh, a, a medical challenge, um, uh, with multiple sclerosis, which is a disease which is an autoimmune disease which attacks the myelin sheath that goes around the nerves. So people that are afflicted with multiple sclerosis sometimes have a lot of cognitive or memory issues, or they have a lot of physical issues with walking or with their arms or with their vision. Um, I'm very lucky in that my case has been very mild, but martial arts has been in incredibly important in my journey when I, I got diagnosed about 20, uh, 20 years ago, 19 years ago. And uh, I don't know what I would have done without the studio and without my Taekwondo training because it, I, I, it gave me the discipline and the perseverance to pull through it. I went through a really horrible time where I couldn't walk. I could barely walk, my legs were so numb and heavy, um, and I was falling a lot because I wasn't getting the signals from my feet to my brain. That's how sometimes multiple sclerosis works. But I persevered. I just would go to the studio and still work out. I would be a lot more careful, but I would go anyway. I'd have other people demonstrate because I couldn't demonstrate anything at that time. And I would go to the gym and use the squat rack and get on the stationary bike. And I just told myself, you need to rewire yourself because this isn't going to happen. I'm going to do everything I can to keep my body strong. And then Grand Grandmaster Lee was always challenging us mentally as well. In fact, he's 
always told us, no, do your form to the left side. Also do, you know, do different things to challenge your brain. So the scarring I have in the brain has really um, inspired me. Well, it's, it's motivated me to do my forms backwards. So I'm going from basic one through chung mu. Uh, so say for instance, you take yoga form. I'll start at for, uh, number 38 and do the form totally backwards to, to, to movement one. So I'm, my goal before I test next time for six degree is I wanna be able to do all those forms backwards from all the color belt forms. And that is, again, a way that I'm, martial arts has taught me to um, cope with what could have normally been a very big obstacle. Um, I need to keep my brain functioning at the highest level possible because I do have some scarring in the brain from this disease. So doing my forms backwards by that inspiration from Grandmaster Lee is one way that I'm keeping my, my brain healthy. Wow, <laughs> um, really um, big thing that you shared with us. So obviously you've had to adapt to change in your life and how has that made you a different person? Well, it's, you know, instead of being um, a negative, a negative. I mean, I, I don't want to sound trite, like, oh, okay, everyone says the negative things are really a positive, but there is a lot of positive that I've gained from it. Um, I've had to work harder. Um, it's, I've had to work a lot harder to maintain what I had um, physically. Uh, it still affects my legs and my legs aren't as strong. I don't, that's why I don't jump anymore. <laughs> um, and I used to jump like you kids do, you know, like real high and, you know, <laughs> um, so it's, it's made me a tougher person, I think, and a little more mentally strong. Yeah, it's definitely all about that positive mindset and just making sure you just persevere, which is one of the tenets mm -hmm. through like those obstacles. Yes, absolutely. You have a good way of tying it all together, Chloe. That's exactly <laughs> right. <laughs> Um, so I think we're kind of just going to wrap it up here. Um, we've had a really meaningful conversation and glad that you took the time to be with us here today. Is there any last words that you would like to leave with our listeners? Well, the, I guess the last thing I'd like to say is that besides um, Taekwondo as an instrument to help you grow as a person, uh, it's also an incredibly family. This becomes your tribe. You know, it's like a second family. Um, so reach out, make connections. Uh, it's an incredible family. People are always there that will help you, not just with your Taekwondo skills, but just to have someone to talk to or whatever. It's like a big family. So stay connected, especially during this COVID time. It's really challenging and we never know what people are going through. People are suffering and we don't even know it sometimes. So reach out to your Taekwondo friends, even ones you don't know very well, and stay connected. I think that was a really meaningful message you left with us today. Thank you for taking the time to be with us in this um, episode. And I hope our um, listeners have learned a lot, as I have. See you Thank in the next Thank you very much, Chloe. Thank you.